0: Welcome to Moving On. Here you will get expert information, tips, and most importantly, the tools to moving on to a healthy, happy, and thriving life that you want to be living. Letting go of whatever is holding you back, whether you are in an unhealthy relationship or learning how to be in a healthy one, or maybe you are in a job that you've been dying to move on from. Learn to let go of what's holding you back and become the thriving, healthy, and happy person that is inside you. Welcome to Moving On.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Moving On. And today I have with me Guy Finley, who's been with me, this is his third time, which I'm totally happy to have you here, Guy, thank you.
2: Thank you, thank you. So glad Uh to be with you too, Tracy
1: that's awesome okay so i'm going to tell you guys in case you don't know who guy is let me give you a little uh down low here where did i put my notes i have them right there cool okay so let me tell you a little bit about guy guy finley is the best-selling author of more than 45 books and audio albums on self-realization including the secret of letting go which is a great book by the way the essential laws of fearless living and his new book relationship magic waking up together he is the founder and director of Life of Learning Foundation, a nonprofit center for spiritual discovery located in Southern Oregon. Guy is a faculty member at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, and at 1440 Multiversity. Tune in live every Sunday morning and Wednesday evening for Guy's free online classes. So you can go to www.guyfinley.org love. And we'll be repeating this, by the way, throughout um, the video today. So don't worry, you don't have to rush to write it down. Plus you should, if you're watching this somewhere, you should see this in the notes that are available. So anyways, Guy, again, I'm really happy to have you here.
2: Thank you, Tracy. We have nice conversations.
1: We do we do and some of the things you know from the past conversations that have stuck out are some of your life experiences have been i i think exceptional in terms of what you've done with them because i think that you have faced certain hardships in life where instead of just having it beat you down and not getting back up it's how you got back up it's the choices that you made and the directions that you chose that I think are so valuable to people who are listening, who are struggling with something right
2: now. We're all struggling all the time. Even when everything seems to be going swimmingly, it isn't too long before we hear the (laughs) dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. Before we realize the waters may not be as calm and safe as we think they are this is the nature of being a human being and i think that a lot of the pain we have isn't so much because of the things that unfold in the waters of life whether smooth or rough but rather because we have a a rather pervasive persistent mistaken idea about what this life is and what it's for and what we're meant to do with it so that the more we become gradually and it takes time to be weary of being weary tired of being tired no longer recognize anger as a power but see it as a weakness that that then we start to ask the right kind of questions and meet life in a completely different way as you've suggested is possible that's what my work is all about
1: and i love that and it's a philosophy that i myself subscribe to and when you're talking I have a bunch of different questions I want to ask, but I'm going to start with this and that is, you know, number one, what you believe we're here to do is number one, but number two with that is you have to have an acceptance of life and not be in a struggle with life, I believe, because that right there means your focus is on a struggle rather than acceptance. And so I'm wondering in your way of seeing things, how that also fits in.
2: The very first book that I wrote back in before there were cars. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: <love that> car.
2: <laughs> <sighs> it was called the secret of letting go. And little did I know that 30 or 35 years later that I had tapped into a, an archetype, a, a universal need because in the end, Though we do not recognize it and the sooner we do the better this life is a journey in letting go not in acquiring it's a journey in realizing and releasing what stands in the way of our relationship with the divine as opposed to something that we're here all the time as most of us feel now to prove ourselves so it changes the whole uh trajectory of the path and it moves from a proving ground to a discovery ground and in the discovery ground what's discovered over and over again is the pain of realizing that i thought i did this i thought i became this i thought i had it there i was yeah baby only to find out no baby uh passing time is a master it is something that develops in us gradually the recognition that we are not able to keep anything that we are identified with And the problem isn't that it's taken from us but rather that our identity is derived from some image object or ideal so we learn bit by bit painfully that letting go requires not having something taken from us but willingly seeing the need to give up that identity that is the source of our suffering so that's the journey of letting go it is a gradual discovery that we are here, as my oldest teacher used to say, it's life's not a race to win, a school for our higher education. When we get that, then that trajectory changes everything that we do, including every way we meet the moments that formerly we resist.
1: I really uh, look at things that way too. And what I always say is we have a very limited idea of what reality is and our place inside of that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I call it peephole consciousness.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's awesome. I can actually see an image of that.
2: Yeah, well, because it is. I mean, you know, we, see you and I, we start having a nice time and then the time's gone and then what? Our consciousness as it is, is not what our consciousness is given to us to be. Our consciousness now is a very selective identity forming process where our mind will pick one thing out of a gazillion and focus on that one thing because there is a derivative sense of self that comes from that focus so that we move from one borrowed identity to another, never recognizing that our consciousness works that way. That it always wants to glom onto something, and it doesn't care what it gloms onto. It's just as happy being miserable as it is glorifying itself. So that that constant uh, peephole—that's what I see. You're with 20 friends. How can 20 friends have 20 completely different experiences? Because each and every one of their minds, conditioned and asleep to itself, has selected. One thing. So you're sitting there, everybody's laughing, and you're thinking about what that person said, that passive aggressive comment, and you're stewing because your mind picked out of the whole restaurant, out of everything you're eating, out of the blessing of being able to buy food for yourself, one thing that's bu- bugging you. That's this consciousness. The revelation of that consciousness is the beginning of being released from its activity. Then we begin to fulfill the purpose of our life, which is to enter into. A bigger open door, finally sliding glass doors, and then no doors at all.
1: <laughs> I love that, and I love that. You know, it goes from scarcity to abundance, and it really is interesting to me too. Because you know, we form preferences, and we don't know why. Why did I form that preference? Why do I not like like you're talking about? You know, with twenty people, why am I the one having a problem? And most people don't do an inquiry like that. They're external about it. It's what's wrong with that rather than what's going on inside of me.
2: That's such a big comment and an important one. Our present level of consciousness never fails to determine that whatever dark is happening in our life is because of the condition that it sees. What we don't understand is the condition that we see and blame for our unhappiness is because our consciousness has focused on that one thing and it's not even really focused on the event it's focused on its own idea its own interpretation of that event so we're literally stewing in the juices of a mind asleep to itself that keeps trying to make the world change so that it won't suffer it's impossible every teaching East and West from Christ to Buddha across the board describes the fact that we live from a mind that is forever ever and ever, God willing not forever and ever, forming some kind of a desire based on a disturbance, the the desire is in the shape of an image, the image becomes something we're attached to for who we are, then the condition changes and we think something's been taken from us. When the whole event was to show us the way that mind works so that we can begin to die to it in the truest sense of the word and be born again and again and again with each new revelation, each epiphany.
1: I love that. I uh, I usually call it for myself, surrender. You know, mm-hmm. I find that I have to surrender in the moment and I let go. And I always tell people the beauty of it is you have to have a sense of curiosity that the universe knows better, that you don't know better than the universe in those moments. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at, because really, what is this journey of letting go other than discovering that holding on really hurts? I mean, that is the journey, holding on hurts, but we don't know what else to vest ourselves in, in order to have a life that isn't filled as it currently is with these consistent problems and the conflict in our relationships. So little by little by little, we start to connect the fact that there's something in me that... in insists this moment be other than it is. Something in us insists the moment be other than it is. Well, guess what? You just said it. The moment can't be other than it is. So either it has come to make me a victim, which would make God, the divine, whatever you call it, very cruel, or the unwanted moment has come as an invitation to awaken to the parts of us that don't want anything that doesn't satisfy its conditioned preference.
1: I totally agree with you. I just love this conversation because <laughs> it really does speak to, um, you know, I, I speak in a lot of the same ways because of my own journey uh, and the journey that I've been working with people on with the last 13 years. And what I find is what you just said about trying to get the moment to bend. You know, the moment to change, yeah. the moment to be something else. It's like arm wrestling with a wall, almost. I mean, you're doing an immovable object, and people put this not just on the moment, but other people. Yeah, I,
2: I love that analogy. Arm wrestling with a wall, trying to sweep back the ocean with a broom. Mm-hmm. It can't be done. And one day, you're sitting there, you're still angry with somebody, because of what they did 10 minutes or or 50 years ago, you're still reliving it. And then God willing, something in you goes, well, why am I out of all the things that I could be thinking about right now? Why am I fighting with someone who may even be dead Mm -hmm. and trying to change my relationship with them by getting them to see where they were wrong? Really? That's the heart of my, newest book, Relationship Magic, is understanding that our relationships, including with each and every impression that comes in as a, literally like sunlight, this is a very deep topic so I won't wander off too far that way, but everything that is coming to us is coming to us as a a kind of energetic wave to stir in our sleeping consciousness an awakenedness that's able to see what it is that has been concealed in us up until that moment. And the moment that what is concealed is revealed in the source and the form of that disturbance, we have an awareness suddenly of what we were never aware of before. And that's the purpose of relationships. Sorry if everybody thinks relationships are meant to be nothing but pure, endless, beautiful sex, or walks on the beach, or whatever it is. You know, you'll get over that, not because you get older, but because it will begin to get old for you. Why? Because that's not the principal purpose of the relationship. Relationships are intended to help us perfect ourselves, and through the self-perfection of the mirror of that relationship, begin to create space for our partner, whoever that may be, mom, dad, brother, sister, lover, So they can have space and we can all begin this process of letting go and growing into another order of love, growing into another order of consciousness that's already there. It's just waiting for us to get out of the way so that we can enter more into this stream of something that is endless in its source and perfecting us if we're willing to let it do so.
1: I love that. And it brought up three things right away. Uh, one is, People have a deep need for validation of their belief, right? Relationships, especially, right? So that's one thing. The other thing is I was thinking about, do you ever get angry? And the reason I ask that is I have found in having a healthier relationship, what you just said really speaks to, I always tell people, a healthy relationship doesn't mean we are fa fa-la-la-la-la off in the meadow. It means you're going to have to work on yourself. You, you have no choice or you won't have a healthy relationship with another human being. It's like, you got to look in the mirror all the time. So I think about things like anger and how people express it about other people, but it's really anger with yourself that you have to deal with for your own Yeah, this,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. This, is what, this is actually the main topic of the webinar and I know this will air after it, but if, if they're interested and they go to guyfinley.org forward slash love they can watch the replay of this webinar where I'm gonna talk about what you just said. This is staggering to me. When I first uh, learned this, because I I study old languages, because I I don't accept the interpretation of even the King James Version, or for that matter, any of the English interpretations, they're just, they can't capture what was meant meant to be. The original meaning of the word patience, Tracy. Are you ready? To suffer yourself.
1: That's pretty amazing, and oh, I it, think, yeah, most people I mean, not ever think that.
2: No, but see, people, right? So exactly. So what happens? My husband, my wife, my partner sets me off. Now, it's impossible that they're not going to set you off. Not because their nature is such. They may not even have meant to do it, but they have touched on some conditioned aspect, some formulation of thought and energy that we bring with us into the relationships, conditioned beliefs, opinions, and they say something, and that immediately strikes what is concealed in our consciousness. The moment that the concealed is revealed, Ordinarily, all we know to do is never accept the fact that I've just seen something true about myself. Instead, I see something false about you and I see your limitation. But with patience, I understand my task here is not to try to get you to change. My task here is to see where I have brought something with me into this moment that does not want to change. And will do anything and everything to make sure that you assume responsibility for what is the reality of this present consciousness, then we're dead in the water. But if we will learn <clears throat> to consciously suffer these the appearance of and it isn't even us. Mm-hmm. See that's the other thing. <clears throat> we actually think that these reactions and all this certainty we think we think that's me. That is not me. It is for all intents and purposes some fig-newton, some fragmentation of something carried from the past that has no reality other than when I revisit it and revitalize it by resisting it. And instead of letting that come up and be evaporated, dissolved in the light of that awareness attended to with patience. If I would do that, I would begin to be free. And so would my partner from the pattern that comes with pushing back when I feel they pushed on me
1: interesting and i agree with everything you're saying because i look at my own relationship and i'm very aware if i get triggered it's about me and my conditioning and what is it that's going on with me and i'm very aware not to put it on him right but one of the things that you were just talking about also resistance so people like to complain they like to whine they like to you know focus on the other person or even themselves i can't believe i find myself here what's wrong with me um and the thing is <clears> that, <throat> that they don't see that they have a resistance to actually changing the situation so what would you say to people when they're like oh my god this keeps happening blah, 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 blah. they don't see themselves as the common denominator
2: write this down listeners if you are even still with us <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're loving it. I always hear how much people love hearing you.
2: Resistance is the revelation killer. Resistance is the revelation killer. You cannot resist anything in the moment and hope to learn the lesson in that moment at the same time. Impossible. Think it through. Feel it through for yourself. Because if you do, then the next time... Something happens, well, what's that? Why is this something And you will remember? Now, wait a minute. This resistance seems to place the problem outside of me, which ensures that that nature will reincarnate itself. I don't wanna come back the next moment being the same person who came into this moment. I want to exit the moment, a different order of human being that went into it. And if I can remember just that much, okay, wait a minute. What's the lesson here? If I know the lesson isn't that you triggered me. What am I not seeing that opens the peephole into a window. And because of that, a new impression will come to me because I've asked by surrendering my usual reaction. See, that's a form of surrender. My usual reaction is put on hold in favor of realizing what that moment is trying to show me that I haven't seen yet. That begins this complete new circle, a new cycle that goes up instead of around and around and down.
1: I love that. And I I, again, it's something that I, I subscribe to in my own life, so I'm curious for you, a lot of what you talk about, did this come from your own experiences or things you've read? Or, you know, how did you get here or how did you, you know, come to these conclusions yourself?
2: Oh, Tracy. I'm just pausing because there are, I'm trying to decide whether to tell you and the people who are joining us something that. Really answers your question but that is very uh, private and sacred to me when I was 12 or 13 years old I was standing in a closet getting a shirt and I can still see the shirt I can still see my hand reaching for the hanger and as clear as day I heard a voice and the voice said with this pain I give thee life and do thee wed with this pain I give thee life and do thee wed and I remember I looked around with somebody like is that a joke and it repeated itself and then I thought to myself well I have what The, with this, I give, what is is this? And I went and I wrote it down because I thought this may be important. I didn't even know why I thought it was important. That was the formulation of the path of my whole life.
1: That makes sense. It does. But here's the thing, that you actually took it in and thought it was important at 12 years old says something.
2: Well, I mean, we all come into this world in one way or another developed in areas or not developed in areas. There's no question about that. We do not come as some blank slate the way people say we do. But the fact of the matter is, is that that my whole life has been a a series of unbelievable blows uh, to who I have been, who I was, who I thought I would be, one by one by one. It, 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 pretty extraordinary honestly and each and every one of those became a process by which after rejecting and refusing and resenting and all the ordinary things especially up until you're in your late 20s because that's all you know to do that's all that energy knows why me how come you begin to see that there is something that has a hand in your life And it isn't you, and yet it is you. Because everything you discover through learning the lessons by surrendering to the pain that seems to prove something's cruel and acting on you, instead proves that something is trying to help you see what you have yet to see is true about your possibilities. And so my path has been literally a series of learning to use Every unwanted moment, and I'm not talking about the big guys, because God only knows, I don't have a bone in my body that hasn't been broken. I've had cancer, I mean, across the board, everything, I'm, my left leg's paralyzed from the knee, I mean, everything, because it could happen. neck's been broken, I've died.
1: <laughs> you left. Laugh.
2: <laughs> but all of those things, Tracy, have been the seed of a new possibility, not the proof that life is suffering suffering used consciously as our relationships reveal to us the parts of us that won't let go produces this separation between the wheat and the chaff as christ would put it and what is left then is separated again and separated again and separated again and a person gradually enters into literally they you literally break into a new world you're in a body nobody knows it about you and you don't speak of it, you may teach the path, but you never speak of it like I am this or I did that. You literally look at the world through a new set of eyes every moment of your life.
1: That makes sense. I feel more like I'm a conduit to things rather than what did I do, like things come through me.
2: That's exactly right. And that's the point. And if everybody is in this relationship of being a, a temporal instrument of timeless forces if we are a temporal instrument of timeless forces that means that something much bigger than what our little peephole consciousness perceives is ceaselessly bringing us together to foment what is necessary for the perfection of this will of our consciousness not my will but thy will be done christ said i mean across the board again east and west all of these teachings point to the fact that we're not meant to be <clears throat> unwitting idiots who walk around going, I surrender, I surrender, I surrender, love is good, blah, 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 but rather suffering consciously what happens when an act of love shows us what is not loving, whole, or integrated in ourselves.
1: And I, and I love that. So here's my next question for you, because I'm thinking as an audience member Okay, great. This sounds wonderful guy. And Tracy talks about a lot of this too. And it's like, okay, wonderful. But where does this lead me? Where is this going to take me?
2: I think that's the wrong question. If you're going to ask it.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. The real question is, where is all that I'm doing, taking me and what I've got? What have I gotten out of it? We, we can, we can, we can choose. to fight to prove that we're right Mm -hmm. or we can use the appearance of that struggle to set down that nature that meets every moment with a demand. It's not popular, Tracy. No, it's not. You -hmm. tell a person, listen, I have good news and bad news. Okay, what's the good news? The good news is that you are ceaselessly being prepared to have a life in which abundance isn't the accumulation of things where abundance is the absence of desire that makes you feel like you don't have things 180 degrees Mm -hmm. you can have that life or you can have the life where you meet every moment where some preference in you pops up and assures you that it is your right to have people treat you this way, and that you should own these things, and you're a wreck or you're not because of what you've acquired, and you can live either way. Gradually, pain, the great teacher, passing time, the great schoolroom, teaches us, ah, you know what? It doesn't mean I don't have preference, but if I have preference and I'm asleep to it, it's pain, pure and simple. There's natural preference. Everything has, I'm looking at my birds and the squirrels and the deer. I mean, they the, the deer don't like to eat the things that the squ- Well, actually they do the squirrels, lo- they love, but everything has preference. We have natural preferences. But when my preference becomes pain, then it's no longer my preference.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh, I think that there is a lot to be said for it. And I know people always want to know the reward. That's why I asked you the question.
2: Yeah, the reward. What's the, the reward? The, the reward is a piece that passes understanding, because our pain is born out of the conviction that we do understand what's going on. This is why all the paths basically talk about the path of negation, not this, not that. The gradual recognition. That there's nothing wrong with not knowing, and bearing in us the bearing down of that nature that says, "No, you have to know. You have to know what to do now. You can't let this stand like that." And realize that all that's happening in that moment is you're standing under a consciousness that has its thumb on you and always has. And you say, "Well, then, what do I do?"
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I stop. Be I stop obeying my own pain
1: hard for people to let go of that as much as they don't like their pain exactly
2: that, but see that's part of it mm-hmm. let's say somebody listening to us says you know I okay let's see you know uh my partner is really an idiot i love him but he's an idiot uh and and uh, or she is always saying these little things undertones and uh, uh, you know yeah. what, what what do i do all right here's the exercise The next time your partner sets you off, or the person standing in line with you in the grocery market, you know, whatever it may be, the next time that happens, just um, have the conviction that no matter what, you are not going to talk to yourself about what just happened, nor are you going to take any action toward what happened for at least 24 hours. That's all. No thought about it. No action for twenty four hours. I'll, I'll go further than that. No action for thirty minutes. <laughs> for what do you think? Do. Yeah. What do you think happens?
1: I don't think that a lot of people can. I think that they're unconscious to their own reaction. They and, can't do it. Right, and they ruminate, and that makes them want to get their reaction out.
2: That's it. They cannot. They cannot do it. Now, if I have said I am not going to react negatively. Because at least with a certain amount of reasoning or intuition, I understand that's not conducive to any kind of contentment or peace. And then I make up my mind. All right, you look. I'm not going to say this is forever. I'm just. I'm going to Walmart. You know, you want a real, you know, real place to explore stuff. Walk into some of these big box stores now, especially. You can't see anybody's face. And just make up that your aim. I I used to do this when in my twenties. I'd do it every day as an experiment just to see what I could learn. And you'll discover, mother of pearl, my mind isn't my own mind. When did that happen? When when did my heart and mind become the property of something that I don't have control over? Because you see, when I'm busy uh, radiating this rage or this resistance, I am willing that. And it feels to me that I've made that choice. But if I say to myself, you know what? I'm not going to make that choice today just as an experiment. And then the choice is still made for me. Now I have insight. I have the basis for beginning a process of discovery because we will never consciously agree to defeat ourselves or any other human being with pain. The path begins. And if we're really aspirants, we won't rest there. It's the seed of a rebellion that has nothing to do with changing the world, but the consciousness rather that has made the world we're wanting to change.
1: So then that, you know, this is kind of a funny question, but when it comes to consciousness and you look back over the thousands of years that there's always been an awareness in, let's say a small portion of the population, How do you feel about that now? Do you feel like that's actually growing? Do you think people there are more people and that there will ever be enough of an evolution in that that the world will change?
2: Not in our lifetime and and not. Not for a very long time, but you see now you've opened up on a completely different topic, sorry. (laughs) Well, you see, through this peephole we see everything as a series of individual events each one producing a reaction each reaction producing an identity that tries to deal with the event then the conditions change and there's another reaction and then there's another self but what if and I tell you that it's true this peephole that looks out and sees these events as passing time is unable to see that what we call passing time ...really is a momentary manifestation of what is divine and timeless as it appears in front of our eyes, which means it's already done. There is another order of consciousness that doesn't recognize or go through the experiences that passing time does. How do we know that that's true, not some woo-hoo thing? You yourself will be able to answer this for everybody. When you have had, over and over again... A certain set of experiences that we don't use properly, at some point the lesson doesn't go away, keeps coming back. Well, how can a moment that's gone downstream in time show up upstream again? It's because that stream of time is actually the way our present consciousness sees events. And when I finally get the lesson, from where do I get the lesson? From some some God sitting on a cloud someplace? or was the lesson waiting in my own consciousness only in a time that I wasn't ready yet to understand so that this is what the Hopi ending Hopi Indians say um, we are the ones we are waiting for mm-hmm. uh, and, and if we really get that that means that the perfection of humanity which is your question already exists it's already done But we don't see it because we are captives of this passing time and the perception of it. But as we grow and realize clearly there is a me above me, a greater I above little I, and that that greater I already holds everything I need to know. I just need to get in touch with it. Like you said, channel it. I just need a a, a flow. (laughs) Well, if that flow is already there, but we're asleep to it, then to understand that means everything that needs to be done has already been done, but we're just not present to it yet. Because why? Because we're too busy pushing, trying to push our own agenda into the life. Long story, short answer now. Faith is understanding that what is and always will be perfected already lives as the presence in you so that we're not so much calling on something as we're surrendering what we've always called on in order to put ourselves in a channel in a relationship with that divine intelligence with love really Mm -hmm. so uh, I I don't sit and worry about what's going to happen because I'm too busy attending to what is happening now And if I do that and you do that, then we can be sure that every relationship we have with another human being is going to be a new relationship. And if we keep creating new relationships based on new understanding, then new understanding is going to flower as it's intended to do. And if new understanding continues to flower, it means the flower already existed. We were the seed. That's our work.
1: I love that. I feel that. And I... Totally agree with you. So before we wrap up, uh, is there anything that you would like to share as far as any tips, any nuggets, especially, you know, from your new book or from uh, one of your monthly uh, Zoom calls that you do, like there anything that you feel people could really chew on?
2: Well, first, let me urge everybody to go to the guyfinley.org forward slash love. You'll learn all about the the webinar on the February Valentine's Day webinar, plus the upcoming webinars. They're all free. Every talk I give online is free. There's no charge. So I urge it's not enough because you and I sit and we can feel this and we acknowledge this. I like to say we must also act knowledge. We must act knowledge. And that's the tip ideas by themselves are worse than useless they become a kind of poison a form of constant comparing what we think we are to what happens let us stop thinking about what we are and work to see what we are which is what that exercise was that's number one number two it's too it's too much to tell you a little story And it's actually in the i think it's in the magic book relationship magic book but the bottom line is we we're sure that we're not supposed to see the things that we see in ourselves something in us tells us oh no that's not supposed to be there i'm not supposed to be that kind of person or you're not supposed to be that kind of person we're sure of that when you understand that you are in this life in this world and it is a training ground then you can meet these moments where you're tormented by something you see in yourself or by something that someone else does and you can pull back a little bit what you call surrender what can i learn about this moment instead of what do i tell myself about this moment that's the great dividing line the path that thoreau says i came to a fork in the road i took the path less chosen What can I learn about this moment instead of what am I telling myself about this moment? Whatever you're telling yourself about the moment is a lie, because it's always incomplete. But whatever you can learn about the moment helps complete you.
1: I love that. And going to what you were saying about uh, having action, I always call it don't be an armchair explorer yeah yeah
2: right deep sea diver in your bathtub
1: <laughs> yeah. exactly go live is the thing yeah. yeah well i have loved loved having you on i always love having you on and uh people want to get your book they can find it i would assume at all the booksellers or is there any oh book? yeah
2: it all the booksellers carry it and of course if you go to org forward slash love you'll you'll sign up for the web at the free talks Nothing to join, nothing. But you do have to put your email in so we can send you the notices. Uh, and you can learn right on my website, which is just Guy org, The bookstore, everything on my, everything that we sell, is ridiculously cheap because that's the. It, what I have was given to me, and that's how I see my job: give as much as you can. I love Go that. There, Learn, work, and then visit Tracy and I when we have our next conversation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for this conversation. I've really enjoyed it as always. So everybody listening, uh, thank you for joining us. If you have questions or anything, you can leave them on the post wherever you find the video. Or if you're listening on the audio, you can also send an email to podcast at tracycrossley.com. And you can also go to Guy's website and you can ask him questions there as well, I'm sure. Absolutely.
2: And in our webinars, there's a whole 30 or 40 minute period after each talk where I have a dialogue. We have an open dialogue with everybody. And I always forget this. I'm on all of those things. Um, social sites. Oh. I know. I don't attend to it myself, but uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, blah 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 blah. Just search Guy Finley, and you can find a way to learn more. I know. Yeah. I know.
1: I, no, I laugh because this is exactly what I always say whenever I'm interviewed. I'm like, just Google me. Yeah. Yeah. Social I don't know. Yeah. But thank you again so much for being here and everybody for tuning in. And I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.
0: For more information about Tracy and her programs and to set up a discovery session, email happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com or go to the website for more information. And thank you for tuning in to Moving On.